Hello, and welcome to the Emmy Awards. I'm your host, Emmy Cardinale. This is my podcast where I talk about what I've been watching or re-watching once a week. A few top of the show, like, you know, housekeeping things, and then I'll get straight into this episode. This episode is going to be a recap slash me ranting about the Vanderpump Rules season 10 finale that aired last night. I'm recording this on Thursday, so it aired Wednesday night on Bravo because I have so many thoughts. Last week I talked about the penultimate episode, what was the original finale before Scandoval broke, but that was kind of like off the cuff. I didn't come with any notes prepared. And I watched the episode last night and then I rewatched it earlier today. I took notes. So I'm going to go scene by scene, give a basic synopsis of like the most important parts of each like scene and share my thoughts. I did watch what I did watch watch what happens live with Ariana right after and I also have like I watched the video of her on Twitter like the Twitter after show and I've listened to quite a few interviews of her. I didn't take any notes on those because I honestly I didn't want to rewatch what what happens live um and take notes during it, but I will be touching on like that and important stuff she said in relation to the episode and the scandal as a whole in that and other interviews. So I will be referencing that. Um, I do just want to say that I will be touching on Yellow Jackets at the end of this episode once I've gone through my recap because I have something I desperately need to say about episode seven. I also plan to do a deep dive recap review on Yellow Jacket season one. I don't know when that's coming. I want season two to be finished first because I want to do season one and then season two. But I I think I might need a break. Like, I don't know if I'll do that right after season two stops, like finishes. I might need like a little bit of a break, but that will be coming soon in the Emmy Awards. And because of that, because I plan to do a deep dive on both seasons one and two, part of me doesn't want to like make a lot of these episodes about yellow jackets so I can like you know keep that in that episode if that makes sense like not keep going on and on and I want to just like contain it all to one episode but I do have something I need to say about episode seven last little housekeeping thing I have added chapters on my recent episodes I am not quite sure if you can access that on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, but I do know that if you click on the episode details, it'll take you to my RSS feed episode, and that has timestamps. So if there is something in the title you're interested in, but you don't want to listen to all of it, those timestamps are on my RSS feed. And if it would be convenient. I can start adding them to to the description as well. But there are chapters if you click on the episode details and you go to the episode, the episode's website. It will take you to my RSS feed for that episode, and there will be chapters because I know I've been talking about like a bunch of different shows, and if you don't want to like if you're not watching Yellow Jackets but you want to hear my thoughts on Succession, um. There are timestamps available for the last few episodes where I've kind of bopped around other things. And I think if I have some time, I'll go back and I'm going to try to add chapters for 
most of my podcasts, so that will be available in general, but the last few do have chapters that I have now added, and this one will have chapters as well, so if you want to skip my long-winded intro, you can. So um, follow me wherever you listen to podcasts, all of that good stuff, and let's get straight into Vanderpump. I took notes, so I have a lot to say. So the episode was called Hashtag Scandival, which I thought was iconic. Um, it opens with, like, a the, the opening of this episode was so good. My Xfinity, like, stream, I recorded it on my parents' TBR so I wouldn't have to wait until um, it was on Peacock the next day. And I don't even have a subscription to that anymore. Um because I, I just used my parents' DVR, but my Xfinity wasn't working, and it took me, like, restarting my computer and turning my Wi-Fi on and off for, like, it to finally load. So by the time the episode loaded, I was, like, seething. Not seething. I was, like, frothing at the mouth with hunger for this episode. Anyways, and it opened with, like, a time card where it said March 1st of this year, and they're in New York. And it showed a clip of Watch What Happens Live that night with Sheena and Raquel. And Andy Cohen asked them, like, who do you think is the hotter Tom? One, two, three. And Sheena said Sandoval, thinking that Raquel was going to say Schwartz because the big plot line for a lot of the season and what they were talking about in part of that Watch What Happens Live episode is the fact, like, a big plot line before Scandival broke was Schwartz and Raquel and their little, like, minor fling. So that is, like, what we see. And then it cuts to a split screen, which I do just want to say, quick little random note. On March 1st, I met Game of Roses in... um at their Barnes and Noble book signing. And I just think something cosmically shifted after March 1st. Like, something shifted in the universe after March 1st. We entered a parallel universe because what the fuck was going on March 1st? But anyways, um, it cuts to... It, like, it's just it's crazy to me. So anyways, it cuts to a split screen and a producer asks um, of Tom and Raquel and like their, not Tom and Raquel, Tom and Ariana and their confessionals. And there's a producer who says, are you ready to talk about it? And then both of them say no at the same time. And then we get basically the rundown of what happened, which was that Sheena and Raquel were in New York for watch what happens live. Tom was in LA at Tom, Tom performing with his band and His phone fell out of his pocket and somebody gave it to Ariana for safekeeping. And she read, she, she was, and then she explains, he starts telling the story and then she finishes telling the story. They like go back and forth in like the, the breakdown of the events. And she's basically like, call it women's intuition, call it like a gut instinct. I don't know, but I looked, I looked through his phone and he, she found a screen recording of Raquel and Tom on FaceTime, like a sexy FaceTime. And Tom says in his confessionals, I normally would have deleted something like that, but it was just such a hectic day that it didn't. And I have a question. Why would you record that in the first place? Like, it wasn't like a a video she sent you 
or like a nude or something that you would like save on your phone maybe like why would you screen record that in the first place like and also it came out later that Raquel maybe didn't know she was being recorded and like that's just fucked up like I just why like I don't know Obviously, his decision-making sucks, but just, like, from a logical standpoint, I'm like, why Why would you even screen record that FaceTime? That's so stupid. Anyways. <sighs> Ariana called Raquel, and she's like, have you ever told me anything? Like, have you ever cared about me? Like, what happened? And th- that's when everything broke march 1st which is just absolutely batshit insane that on that watch what happens live like she says sandoval and at the same time like hours later or like right around that time ariana was gonna find out about like again what is up with the stars you can't write this you can't write it it's just absolutely bonkers sheena says in her confessional that because they were together that night as I've mentioned, that Raquel came up to her very nonchalantly and was like, yeah, Tom and I have been having a seventh month affair and Ariana just found out, like with no gravity to it. And that really like struck me because I was like, that's so fucking weird. But after watching the entire episode, I buy it. I buy it because of the way I'll get to it. But like, what the hell? Then and Ariana says in her confessional, she's like, I found out two days ago that there are truly horrible people in this world, and sometimes they're the ones closest to you. Knife in my heart. Like, it was so sad. They, they show a bunch of articles on screen of, like, you know, the news breaking, and basically they're showing, like, how big news it was because it was. And then it cuts to March 3rd. The date pops up. And it kind of, like shows all of the different cast people in their houses like feeding their dogs or like like it's kind of like b-roll of like we are back filming cameras are back on to pick up the pieces of everything that's going on is the general vibe then we are at tom and ariana's house this is the first scene that we get that's like not like a confessional of like a real conversation he, she's like talking to one of her friends. She's like, everything just like bothers me now. He gives me the ick. They have a conversation that is just absolutely infuriating. Words cannot describe how angry that man makes me. He is like, I didn't want to hurt you. Like everything he said, she came with a perfect response because there's genuinely nothing you can say besides it was really wrong and I was a coward and I should have ended it sooner. And I like, you fall on your sword is what you do in this instance. And he didn't do that. It was like, we had such a deep connection. We like, it, there were so many scapegoats and such little accountability in this entire episode. And it's absolutely infuriating. He's like, I didn't want to hurt you. I don't believe that. I think he didn't care about hurting her. And she says something that really like broke my heart and it was so true where she's like I knew you and I loved you when you had nothing to your name like I loved I loved you then and now that you have money and you have a bar and you have a band and this girl wants to like fangirl over you and be so enamored like 
And it's so true. It's like, again, why this story has become such a big deal because it's not just about cheating. It's about fame. It's about money. It's about, like, there's, like, it's just so much deeper than just, like, somebody was cheated on. It's like, Ariana, like, stood by Tom so hard. It, it's so true. Like, she was there for him. She loved him from day one. She saw the best in him. And she says later in this conversation, too, she's like, I would have followed you anywhere. I would have changed anything that you didn't like. And it's, like, so true. She would have changed anything about herself to be with him. Like, she loved him that much. She was that committed to him. It makes me so angry. It makes me so angry. And she reads Raquel to filth many times throughout this entire episode. She says Raquel is looking for her identity in men. She's like, you want to be with somebody who like would go so low to sleep with like one of her best friends, like like life partners. Like you want to be, you think that's a good person to be around. And it's like, it's so true. I mean, the thing is he sucks. So they like, they deserve each other. Like they deserve each other at this point. Because it's true. It's like, who's going to want to be with Raquel after that? And who's going to want to be with Tom? I mean, I say that, but like, they mentioned something like this on The View interview and Whoopi Goldberg. Um, Because Sunny, if you watch The View, Sunny was like, hopefully people will, like, women will want to avoid him now. And Whoopi Goldberg was like, they won't. There are women who love murderers. And it's true. It's true. And he's, Tom Sandoval says something that had me so fucking angry. He said, that he was looking for something that he didn't, that he wasn't receiving, got something from Raquel that he wasn't getting in this relationship with Ariana. And that was like respect. They respected each other. They were there for each other. And I just think it is absolutely heinous for a man to say, I cheated on you because you didn't respect me enough. I'm sorry. You're saying that she didn't respect you? When you're the one who disrespected her for seven months by sleeping with her best friend? Of all the things to say, she wasn't respecting you? What were you doing to her? I don't really think it's very respectful. I think that's, like, literally, like, one of the dumbest words he could have used for the things that he was looking for elsewhere. That, like, because I, 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 I don't even know. Like, that, that's absolutely insane. Ariana says... Because Tom starts talking about how he was basically having a midlife crisis. Like, after he turned 40, he was like, I don't, I didn't want my life to look like this. And she's like, that's normal. Like, we each have our own issues. We could have gone to couples therapy. We could have worked on it together. You either work on it or you break up. Like, and that's literally, that's what it comes down to. It's like, why didn't you break up with her? Is it, is it really that complicated? Are we really living in this like crazy thing where there are a million excuses for why you kept on a seventh month affair? Like, no, you sit her down and you say, I'm sorry that this is going to hurt you, but I am not happy. And I don't want to disrespect you by being unfaithful. Like it, it, what the fuck is that man on? Also, I thought it was interesting that she was like, we could have gone to couples therapy because he said that they were in couples therapy or something. I maybe maybe I, I don't remember exactly what he said and how we Mandel, but I feel like there are a lot of things that he said where I'm like proof that he's lying. And she says something too. She's like, "You shouldn't be here if you wanted to end it. Like you shouldn't have been here." And that again is so central. Like that is something that I've been saying. It's like 
I don't believe his story that he tried so many times to break up with her because it's like, if you need to, you leave. You pack up your shit. You cut off contact. You say, I respect you and I appreciate our time together, but this isn't working for me anymore. And so I'm going to create distance. You don't cheat on somebody. That doesn't make absolutely any sense. And the fact that he is still now living in that house shows me that he is such a coward and such a selfish like, why is he there? Go, leave. I hate that man. And he says, she talks about like finding the stuff and he says, I'm sorry you had to see that. And she's like, you should be sorry that you didn't. And again, I think so much of his like remorse, if he has any, is about the way the reveal itself happened, like her finding out and not the action itself. And I think Schwartz has that same mentality that, it's less about, like, the fact that we betrayed you for seven months. That was fucked up. But, like, we should have, t- like, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't even know. I was going to come up with an analogy, but I'm not good at analogies. But it's, like, absolutely absurd that he's, like, like, it's more about, like, I'm sorry. Like, anyways, like, I, I don't feel like there is enough focus on, like, the seventh month affair. There's so much more focus on, like, I'm sorry you found out that way. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Then we see Tom and Tom have a conversation. Sandoval, as soon as he walks in the door, he breaks down. Boring. <laughs> like, I don't believe it for one second. He immediately says sorry to Schwartz, something that he did not immediately do with Ariana. <laughs> um, he seems much more sorry to Schwartz than he does to Ariana, which is something many people have said. Um... Schwartz, again, as I've said, seems focused on two main things. One, the restaurant and the fact that they're getting negative reviews and that his reputation is being sullied and dragged through the mud and he's being canceled on social media. And two, Sandoval not handling it well. He's like, you had a game plan and this was handled horribly. It's like, yes, it was handled horribly. And obviously, obviously, it would be better if she didn't find out from seeing it on your phone of a, like, obviously. But, th- but he had the affair. Like, let, let, let us not forget. Like, would it have been better if she had been, like, in, like, she had known in private and it wasn't, like, public? Maybe. But that wouldn't take away the betrayal and the hurt. And, like, 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 they're just so focused on, like, as Ariana called it, like, this magical, detailed, thought-out plan to, like, tell her. And it's, like, that is what you're focused on? And then Tom Sandoval says something that literally was, like, the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That I, like, laughed out loud. Because I don't understand how your brain can work like this. He said, and I quote, I literally wrote it down. I wanted to tell her, and every time I wanted to tell her, I got this vibe that she just didn't, that she just did not want to fucking know. What the hell does that mean? Yeah, I'm sure she doesn't want to know that you're betraying her. You know why? Because she doesn't want you to have betrayed her. That doesn't mean you keep the secret. Like, every time I was about to confess to the murder that I committed, I got the vibe that the cops just didn't want to know that it was me that committed the crime. Like, what? What the hell does that mean? Yeah, nobody wants to know that because nobody wants to have experienced that. But you know what's worse is being in the dark for even longer because the longer you're doing it, the the the, the more you are hurting them. I don't understand how this man has no logic in his, his tiny little 40-year-old brain. 
Like, what the hell is is he talking about? Tom Sandoval also says they've had issues for five years, but they just haven't wanted to tell people. Okay, a lot of people have. Again, again, I just think he's a coward. I think he's a coward. Because, yes, people have issues in their relationships. But until you have, like, an actual conversation where you break up and then you, like stay firm in your boundaries by creating that distance if they really don't believe you that you're leaving them then I don't buy anything he's saying sorry like I just don't I just don't he mentions that he went to therapy after he had his midlife crisis who the hell is his therapist like like literally who is his therapist because he needs to be fired he talks a bit more about the timeline. He says that he and Raquel hooked up in August, although he is like, we kissed. He never says, at least that I recall in this episode, I slept with her or like anything like that. It, like anytime he recounts the events, he's like, we kissed. And when I kissed her, I felt this. Like there's so little. Raquel talks about them having sex. And like, obviously we know they had sex because he told Ariana just it wasn't on camera. But... Like, when he's telling the story, he's like, after the Mondrian, like, then we went to see you next Tuesday, and we kissed, and I felt something. And, like, he's so focused on when he kissed her. And he's like, we, that happened in August, and then, like, they went a month. He's like, and then nothing happened until this event, and they showed a photo of the event, and it was September. Like, wow, congrats, he went one month one month without like falling back into your affair congratulations like what the hell is he talking about he also says that all ariana had to do was follow him to know to figure it out like what did what it's like the same thing he said on howie mandel which is basically like it's her fault for having trusted me (laughs) what Sorry that she, like, loves and respects you. And she said on Watch What Happens Live that he would say he was going to Schwartz and she had his location on and she would check his location and he would be at Schwartz's. And she asked for his phone a few times and he would be like, yeah, and and she would check. Like, he was not being honest. It's not like she just had to look in his phone or, like, follow him. Like, he was going to Schwartz's house. Like she had his location. There were, you know what I mean? It's just like, what does that, like that holds no weight when we find out that he was like actively hiding things from Ariana on his phone, like showing her a fabricated version of reality. Like it wasn't just like, it was right there in front of her. And if she like looked like closer, she would have seen it when he was literally like obscuring the truth. Like, he can't just say that when she literally is like, I looked at his text messages. I checked his location. Like, at that point, no, it wasn't right in front of her. And like, what? She was just going to, like, she trusted you. She trusted you. It's her fault for trusting the man who she thought she was going to spend the rest of her life with. Why? Because she's a loyal partner. Same with Raquel. It's like, yeah, that was her, like, that was, it just, How is she in the wrong for having trusted people? Like, it makes me sad. It makes me me really sad. The next scene is back at Tom and Ariana's place, but this time it's like all of Ariana's friends. Um, Sheena comes in. 
and they hug and then Katie comes in and Sheena and Katie are like, we're going to put our shit aside for today. It's like the first time they've seen each other since Sheena's wedding in Mexico. Now's not the time. Ariana's going through a lot more detailed or a lot bigger things. We get more details about the night she found out. She like recounts it to them, finding the thing, calling Raquel, all of that. And she reveals that Raquel was like after the girls night, like the girls trip. And she's like, so you mean after my dog died? Like, it, you know, like she's framing it as like right after this girl trip, this girl's trip that Ariana didn't end up going on because her dog was dying. After this, after that happened, they, they like she wasn't on the girl's trip. She was back in L.A. and Tom went to like a guy's night. Our, like, Raquel went crashed that guy's night. And after that, they stayed up talking. And he originally just said they kissed. Like, they stayed up to watch the sunset and, like, they kissed. He said that at Howie Mandel. And Raquel apparently originally told Ariana that they just kissed. But then Tom confessed that they had sex in her car. Parked right outside of Ariana's house. And then, well, actually, I don't know if it was right outside. But, like, general vibe, you know, like, still whatever, who cares? It doesn't matter where it was parked. That's not the important part. They literally had sex um, when Ariana was like literally in her house grieving her dog. And then he had to knock on the door because he didn't have a key. So she let him in after he was fucking her best friend. And he got mad at her because she was in such a depressed mood because her dog had just died. Like that man is a piece of shit. And she said in an interview that I watched that He, like the 48 hours after she found out, he was just angry at her. Like the main emotion he was like presenting to her was anger. Like he was angry at her. And so when the cameras were on and he like wanted to be sad and apologetic, if he was even that, that she didn't buy it. She's like, this isn't actually how you feel. You've been mean to me. And she said when she was talking to her friends, about like his reaction to like about like the fact that 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 he was mad at her for being upset he was mad at her for being upset before she knew about this I don't know it's just it 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 makes me so unbelievably angry that he had the, the nerve to be mad at her like he was mad at her what Anyways, um, then we find out from Sheena that Raquel told Schwartz that Sheena punched her. And Sheena in her confessionals is like, that's not physically impossible because of the nails I have. And it was a very funny scene. We find out from Katie that she's like, I definitely think Schwartz knew longer than he claims because Schwartz made a comment to me at BravoCon when BravoCon, when Raquel was wearing the TomTom, the famous TomTom hoodie that because Katie was like, she's like a fangirl, like she's following you guys around like a puppy dog. And Schwartz allegedly said to her, she's not here for me, trust me. And we know, we know because he confessed to it that he did know at least that they like fucked in August. I don't know if he knew at that point, according to him. I, According to him, he found out of the affair in like February, like a month before, like Ariana found out, like that's when he found out that it was a seventh month affair. According to him, as of now, we'll see if the reunion, at the reunion, his story changes. I don't personally believe that. Um, I feel like he knew for longer, but maybe, I don't know. But yeah. 
So the, the, the scene ends with them breaking like a, a, a penis flute that was like Tom's or something. That was kind of funny. And then the next scene is James it, is at James and Allie's apartment. James is like really hurt. He cries in his confessionals where he's like, I really looked up to Tom. I like he threw away this friendship. Like it's betrayal. It's like he he's very clearly hurt. And you know what? I don't blame him. Like this was a woman that he was engaged to and a man who he considered his friend. Tom literally paid, I don't know the amount, but it was like a lot of money to help plan James's proposal to Raquel. I would be hurt too. I would be hurt too. And if I was James, I would be questioning. I'd be like, has he liked Raquel this entire time? Like Raquel broke up with James. If I was James, I'd be like, was she like sleeping with him the entire time? Like, obviously I understand why James is hurt. Like, yes, they're exes, but it's like a relatively... And poor James, like, has to... He just had to deal with Schwartz betraying him by, like, making out with Raquel. And now this entire time that he's been mad at Schwartz, he finds out actually Sandoval has been having a full-blown affair with Raquel. I would be pissed, too. I don't I don't blame James. I really don't. James is also, like, probably my favorite. Lala and Katie come over. James says that he's a lot more angry at Sandoval now than he was at, like, at Schwartz. He's like, I don't even... Like, most of my anger is now directed at Sandoval. Lala points out that Sandoval has a pattern. He did the same thing with Kristen. He's doing it with Ariana now. And if him or Raquel lasts, like he'll do the same thing to her. And he's right. And then she says, do you think this is the first time he cheated on her? Like, no, you don't not, you don't, you're not faithful for like nine years. And then the first time you stray is with like a best friend. Like, no, that's comfortability. Comfortability. That's like you feeling comfortable enough to like you know and and I mean that's true we do know that 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 he has cheated on her he reveals that later um to Sheena we also hear from Lala that there was like a rumor about Tom and Billy Lee having slept together Um, and she's like the case went cold but I don't think it should be cold anymore which I thought was a funny way to talk about it um I don't really know about the like Tom and Billy Lee stuff I don't Billy Lee was seen with Sandoval recently, so that's kind of like, at least she like doesn't seem to care that he's the worst. And then probably my favorite scene in the entire episode, just because of how funny it was in such a like infuriating hour of television, James calls Raquel on speakerphone and it's like, it's so funny. He's like, you done diddly fucked up. You really threw this all away for like, Sandoval's 40 year old stinky cock it's all funny it's all so funny James Kennedy is a comedic genius he's an Aquarius and I'm a Gemini so the girls that get it get it love him it was so funny it was so funny and then we are at Raquel's apartment in North Hollywood I know exactly where she lives and not in a creepy way just I also live in North Hollywood so like you see the outside of an apartment so many times, you're like, oh, I've been there. <laughs> so not the actual apartment, just the general area. Anyways, not like a stalker. I don't care enough, but like it, it's just funny to me that I literally like live right there. Um, not in that building, <laughs> but like close enough. Anyways, I went on a tangent. We're at Raquel's apartment and this scene between her and Sandoval was the most awkward 
five, however many minutes of television I've seen in a very long time. So much so that it was honestly kind of disturbing. Like I was just cringing so hard the entire time. My body hurt from how much I was cringing. That is how bad it was. It was not, it was not pleasant. It was not a pleasant thing. And I saw somebody say on TikTok that for, some, for two people who have such a deep connection that they kept repeating they had such a deep connection, that was the most awkward interaction on TV they'd ever seen. And honestly, I agree. It was very awkward. She has no remorse. Like, she has no remorse. He's like, well, like, cheers to being in hell where we belong. And she's like, I don't think we belong in hell. Like, we're just two friends who develop feelings for each other. Like, she seems to not, which is why I believe Sheena when Sheena says that she was just very casually like, oh, yeah, we had a seven-month affair and, like, Ariana just found out. Because the way she talks about this, there's, like, no gravity to any of this. It's not like... I love him and I want to be with him, but I understand that I hurt somebody and I'm so sorry. Like Ariana was nothing but good to me and I shouldn't have hurt her. Like I shouldn't have pursued this relationship at her expense. Like no morsel of remorse. It's just like, I don't think what we did was that bad. Not that bad. (laughs) What planet do you live on? Last episode, Katie, I think was like, "Where, where were you raised? And that's how I feel sometimes watching Raquel. I don't know. Like, genuinely, it's just, like, it's baffling to me that she is just so, like, we don't do, so casual. And, again, she doesn't understand the gravity of her action. Tom calls her Ariana. He's, like, talking about when he was trying to set her up with Schwartz and how he told Schwartz that he was sleeping on Ariana. And then Raquel's, like, you just called me Ariana. Again, super awkward. In, like, her confessionals, I want to call them ITMs because that's what they called them on The Bachelor, but I don't know what they call them in other shows. Um, But in the confessionals, like, the interview section, she's, like, literally giddy. Giddy about this. She's She's like, I don't know how this happened. I just really wanted to know what it would be like to have sex with somebody who I loved. And I already knew I loved him as a friend. And I've never had sex like that. And she's, like, smiling this entire time, like, giddy. She's like, I, I know I should have removed myself, but I couldn't, I couldn't not see him. Like, all of these things. Never once does she say, I'm sorry I hurt Ariana. I don't even think she ever mentions Ariana, except to say, you call me Ariana. Like, I'm genuinely, I'm watching this, and I was Ariana, which I'm, I'm sure she did feel this way. I'd be like, did you ever give a shit about me? Like, ever. Because if a friend of mine hurt me that way publicly and then just didn't seem to care at all that I was hurt and didn't even like acknowledge once my feelings in the situation or that I was even like involved she's like we're two friends who developed feelings and fell in love like they're not mad because you guys were besties and fucked up the friend group or something that is not the situation we are dealing with you had a seventh month affair with a woman who has stood by your side and defended you through thick and thin at her own probably discomfort and inconvenience. She's been there for you. You betrayed her for seven months, smiled to her face, asked her about her sex life with this man. And, and that is the way you're looking at the situation. It's just, it, it's very upsetting to me. It's very upsetting. And I just genuinely, I feel so bad for Ariana because she was such a good friend 
to somebody who clearly doesn't give a shit about her and doesn't seem to have thought once about the way her feelings hurt other people. It makes me really sad for Ariana, but I'm glad she does have like loyal friends and people who are going to be there for her because she deserves that. Um, I mean, she deserved that from the two closest peoples in her life. But anyways, Tom, they're talking about their families or whatever um, because Raquel's mom apparently hates Tom. Welcome to the club, Raquel's mom. Tom says, they love you about his family. And Raquel says, I love you too. And he says, I said, they love you, but I love you too. And they like hug. He holds her face. He like whispers. I don't really feel comfortable kissing you because there are cameras. Literally so awkward. Again, my body was like in pain from the amount I cringed. They're sitting on the couch. They talk about her bruise on like the face, like the, the scar on her face from Sheena allegedly hitting her. Um, I don't see anything. Maybe it was the lighting, but genuinely there was like one scratch and that was all I saw. So I don't know. I wasn't there. And she do- Sheena does admit that she like shoved her. There was probably like, I don't believe that she like literally punched her in the face. I don't believe that. Do I think that maybe they like pushed each other a little bit? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't believe that she just like, Raquel was just standing there and like Sheena like literally punched her like I don't believe that happened I think that she and I genuinely don't think she would have ever brought it up if it wasn't to then be able to file the temporary restraining order like I I don't think it was like genuinely out of like like I I think it was just for the temporary restraining order so she wouldn't have to be in the same room as her um at the reunion and maybe avoid the reunion in the like at all um like I genuinely don't think it was coming from a place of her genuinely having been like scarred and hurt like I think she just wanted a temporary restraining order which was dropped eventually and then she she says that she's like starts freaking out she's like I feel so isolated like the only people who I know are gonna be here for me is like my parents and like you but even with you it's questionable and she says again and I quote am I really going to put my life on the line for someone who would cheat on someone that they love so much. Like, what if you just do that to me? I don't know about the, the end of the quote. Um, yeah. And it's like, I'm sorry, who are you? You weren't a, a innocent party in this. I, if I was Tom, I would, he, he doesn't. But if I was Tom, I'd be like, well, I don't know if I could be some, be with somebody who doesn't care about their friends and doesn't respect the people in their life romantic partners or not because it's like yes tom betrayed like a life partner romantic partner he had and that is a specific kind of betrayal but raquel you're not this angel sent from heaven who was innocent in all of this you also betrayed somebody that you supposedly loved Like, pot, meat, kettle. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, yes, Tom obviously has the ultimate responsibility as the person in the relationship to not cross those boundaries. Like, they are the ones who entered in a committed relationship. Ariana and Tom are the ones who entered in a committed relationship. They're the ones who, they didn't say vows to each other, but they, like, committed to being together. Obviously, he holds a bit more responsibility. 
But the reason that this is so egregious is because of Raquel's close relationship with Ariana. I don't think cheating is good or should ever be condoned. Like, I'm not saying that, but I think that when it comes to cheating, there are layers and there are nuances and things that make it even more fucked (laughs) as a viewer and as somebody in that. Because it's like, not only now do you have to deal with in a future romantic relationship of questioning of like that level of trust issues that they have now instilled in you because of the seventh month betrayal you went through with somebody you thought you were going to spend the rest of your life with. On top of that, now you're going to have a hard time trusting friends. And you will maybe, I don't know, I'm not saying that this is going to happen for Ariana. I'm not. But if this was happening to me, I would be like, not only am I going to be so guarded in romantic relationships, now I'm going to be guarded in like friendships and in all relationships in general like I'm sorry Raquel you are not innocent in this you also betrayed somebody that you loved and was loyal to you and defended you again you deserve each other like what the hell is he talking about or she talking about these people the way their brain works so 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 baffling to me he says, he's like, maybe I'm, he's like, after we kissed and we started, I was like, maybe my life doesn't have to be like this forever. Maybe I'm not washed up. Dude, you are. You are. I have to say, I didn't know anything about Tom Sandoval before this whole thing happened because I only recently started watching the show. Like when the scandal broke, I watched season 10 and then I watched season nine and then I start from the beginning and I've seen all of it now. But I genuinely, I didn't know anything about Tom Sandoval. So when I heard he was in a band, I was like, I don't know, maybe he can sing. I don't know anything about the man. And every clip I see on my For You page against my will of this man's shitty cover band, it's like, I don't really, like, what planet do you exist on? You are washed up. Why are you, as a 40-year-old man, singing, like, cringy, out-of-tune covers in a band where you paid everybody to be there? For what For what reason? For what reason? And honestly, the only tiny little like shred of sympathy I have for Schwartz is that it must suck to be a business partner with somebody as selfish as Tom Sandoval, whose parents literally put up, or his mom, I don't know if both of his parents, but his mom literally put up her retirement to help pay for Schwartz and Sandy's. And then in the year before they were prepping to open it, he he joins this band. He's spending all this money on the band. For for what goal? Just for his own vanity. I mean, I, I don't feel bad for Schwartz because he knew who Sandoval was when he decided to, like, become a business partner with him. But, like, it must fucking suck. At this point, I would literally... Like, I know he's so loyal to him, and I don't possibly know why because it's, like... Ariana says it later in the episode, but it's like he fucked Ariana over, but he also fucked Schwartz over. And Schwartz is still defending him? Like, anyways, I went on a tangent. I don't remember where I was. Oh, after this scene with Raquel and Tom, they show a black screen with text that says, after this scene, Raquel turned off her phone and was not heard of for weeks. We obviously know that she was at the finale or the reunion, and then... Now she is at a either treatment center, wellness center. It's it it's unclear. People have said it's a, a psych institution. People have said it's a wellness center. I don't really know. I don't I don't really know. Anyways, I doubt it's like a 
if it's like a psych institution, it's probably a really like fancy, nice, comfortable one and not like the kind that I've been hospitalized in. Like the, not all psych wards are created equal or like rehab centers, that kind of vibe. There's like obviously layers to it. So it was, it's probably like a nice luxury one. I don't believe that she's just like institutionalized. Anyways, I do hope that she's taking care of her mental health. And I genuinely think that, like, I hope she works on her interpersonal relationship skills. Um, Yeah, that's all I I have to say for Raquel. Um, Now we're at Villa Rosa and Ariana and Lisa are chatting. Ariana starts crying immediately. She says she's leaning into her anger because it's the only thing that stops her from like dry heaving. We talk, um, she mentioned Schwartz and we see Schwartz's text message to Ariana the first time he reached out to her and she's like, there's nothing of note. And he's literally like, treat yourself. Like, I'm sorry. I don't want to kick my boy when he's down. He mentions the restaurant again. So sent. So self-centered in the way that he communicates to Ariana. And Ariana's like, he's not down. Like, you should kick him. And I agree, because he he doesn't seem to care at all. You're telling me that man is down when he's, like, literally touring the country, making jokes, being like, Raquel is not the one for me. Literally, rotten hell, Tom Sandoval. Rotten hell. Anyways, Lisa, Lisa comforts her. It's a very nice scene. <laughs> Then we're at Katie's apartment. Tom drops off the cats, Tom Schwartz, and she and Tom have a chat. She, like, pushes him because he's like, I found out a month ago. And she's like, no, no, you knew longer. You knew longer. You said this to me at BravoCon. He's like, I didn't say that. And then he's like, fine. I knew about the one night stand in August. But he felt really bad about it. And, like, he was going back and forth. And from what I heard, he was trying to break, like, all of these excuses. Again, he's so focused on himself and the bar and, like, how hard this has been literally katie's like fuck the bar and yeah like then he ends it he's like i'm worried about like a lot of things because he's like he's like i found out in like august about the one night stand but i thought he was gonna tell her and and katie's basically like trying to hold him accountable and be like did you ever like follow up see if he was like doing the right thing like anything like did you ever push back on him as like a human like as like a decent friend to ariana or even to Tom, because friends don't let friends be like absolutely the worst people on the planet. They don't have to be mean to you. They don't have to be like, you're a piece of shit the way that I would if I saw Tom Sandoval. But I mean, I'd never be friends with him. But like, you have to be like, hey, tell tell your partner or I will. This isn't OK. Anything, anything. No, Tom Sand- Tom Schwartz does not have a backbone. Literally. And then he's like talking about like, I'm worried about my, he's like, this is so hard for me to process. I'm worried about my wealth, my health, my family. There's man eating crocodiles in Florida now, which I know he's from Florida. So maybe he's saying he's worried about his family. I don't know. It was the the weirdest thing ever. And she's like, you sound like a country song. And then it went to commercial break. Um, And then when we came back, we're back at Ariana's place and Kristen Doty's back. They have a heart to heart and then they end up burning some stuff. And... This was a really nice scene because Ariana and Kristen have a very long history of, like, when they first, like, like, she hated her. Kristen hated her. And eventually they came around and, like, they're friends. And, like, she has said many times because people bring up that Ariana started dating Tom, like, 
right after his breakup with Christian and that they had they had kissed when when Christian and, and Tom were still together, he made out with Ariana in like a jacuzzi or something at the Golden Nugget Casino. I only remember this because Stassi in that scene is like the Golden Nugget that's so low and he's like, no, I love the Golden Nugget. Great TV. Anyways, um, and something I find interesting in retrospect about that is, I say retrospect, I've literally watched all of this in the last like three months, two months, um, is that Ariana's like, he told me that you were breaking up. And I just, again, what Lala said, Tom has a pattern. I'm sure he was telling Raquel for months, Ariana and I are not happy, like we're breaking up. Like I, maybe he didn't because I don't really think Raquel would care. She doesn't seem to have any remorse for the fact that she was a mistress. And Ariana says she found out from like her PR that Tom is basically like telling people that his relationship with Ariana was one of like convenience and not like romance and love. And Kristen's like, he's trying to equate your 10 year relationship, like your life partnership. You bought a house together. Ariana never wanted to be married. Like she never wanted to be married. So when she bought a house, that was her committing to him. Like, it's not that hard to understand. Like Kristen's like, he's equating that what you guys had to like the relationship I had with him. Like when we were like, that we should have broken up like three years before we did. Like that was of convenience. That was of like, we've just been in this relationship. So let's stay in this relationship. You know what I mean? And it's just, again, he has a pattern. Ariana says, she's like, I feel bad that I didn't notice this. It took me like nine years to realize that like him kissing me when you guys were dating, that all of these things weren't like isolated incidents that they like make up the greater character of who he is. And he's like, I'm sorry that like I, I didn't notice this like nine years ago and that I spent all this time like not standing by you. And she's like, for, and Kristen's like, pish posh about me. Like it, it wasn't the same. And I appreciate that because I feel like a lot of people have been like, well, you get them how you lose them to Ariana. And I think obviously like there were red flags in the early stages of his relationship with Ariana. But I don't think that we should equate the two and I also don't I hate I hate that narrative because there are people who have an affair with somebody and then they live happily with the person they had an affair with forever like it's not so black and white of like somebody has an affair or somebody cheats and that means that they are just a serial cheater and they're going to cheat on that that's not always the case anyways I'm not saying it's right I don't think you should cheat on somebody I think you should break up with somebody obviously is my main point but I I think it's not so black and white of like are there serial cheaters of people who like don't give a shit at all or maybe just aren't built to be in monogamous relationships but like feel like they have to or like obviously obviously that there are flawed people who are serial cheaters but I also think that there are some people in some instances where maybe you cheat because the relationship isn't what it like was and you feel like you can't break up with the person and then that person you cheated with you're together forever like it's not so black and white and obviously you shouldn't have cheated on them in the first place but you know what I mean anyways I'm going on a tangent but I I just think it's so important and I know that reality tv is like literally built on like caricatures and like archetypes and like not seeing nuance and the gray area but I just think that cheating is something that a lot of people have experienced, whether they've been cheated on or they've cheated. And I think it's just like a nuanced situation. Um, and I think that 
again, all the layers to this incident is what has made it such big news. Um, Not just that a reality star got cheated on. Like, it's so much deeper than that. And again, I think his relationship with Kristen and his relationship with Ariana were completely different. And the fallout of it were completely different. He didn't have a seventh month affair with Ariana. Maybe you could argue he had an emotional, like it was emotional cheating of how close he was to Ariana when he was still with Christian. Maybe you could argue that, but they didn't have a seventh month affair when Christian was like literally grieving and going through a bunch of shit. Like it's so, there's so much nuance to it. There's so much nuance. Anyways, then we see Tom and Lisa have a conversation and I literally could not give two shits about this scene. Not, no hate to Lisa. It's just everything Tom says, it's like yawn, boring, boo, tomato, 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 tomato. Um, and he says in his confessionals that he's hesitant to share all the details because he doesn't want to hurt Chris, he doesn't want to hurt Ariana more. What? I don't believe him. I think he doesn't want to share more details if he if he if he is genuinely hesitant to share all the details and all of the extent. It's not for Ariana's benefit. It's because he wants to save his image and protect his own self-image and his own fucking issues for as long as he possibly can. That's why he doesn't want to go into the extent of the affair. Because he doesn't want to make himself look any worse than he already does. And Tom says to Lisa that, you know, Ariana has trust, trust issues. I'm sorry. What? So you're saying you knew that Ariana has trust issues, so you decided to betray her trust? Why would he even bring that up? If he doesn't want to make himself look bad, he's doing a horrible job. Ariana has trust issues. So, you know, I, I had a seven-month affair with, like, one of her best friends... And it was hard. Like, I, I, why did he bring that up? <clears throat> why, why did he bring that up? Then he starts, like, breaking down, and it feels so fake to me. Feels so fake. Like, I, I don't know if he, like, Googled panic attack symptoms and tried to, like, replicate that, but it didn't look real to me. So, there was only one scene where he, like, actually it looked like he shed a tear in this entire episode. So anyways, they're at a bar, a restaurant. Like now that scene with with Tom and Lisa's over. And all of like the girlies of Ariana's friends are at like a bar or a restaurant. We find out about Sheena getting the temporary restraining order. Um, because somebody's like, how are you? Like, And she's like, I just want to be here for Ariana but then in the confessional she reveals about the temporary restraining order um and she's like I it's so absurd to me that somebody who I cared for so deeply would take this to a legal point with me like they're wrong and now they're filing a temporary restraining order against me after everything again I just don't understand does Raquel have no care in the world for people who she like Literally the day the news broke, she was on a podcast. I think it's Chicks in the Office. And she was like, Raquel says, she's like, Sheena and Ariana are my true friends. And I know that they're my true friends. And so like, and it's like, you were saying this like two days ago. I mean, at this point, it's been like a week, but still you were saying that they were like your true friends. Do you know what friendship is? I, it gives me a headache trying to like follow her thought process and understand her logic because none of it makes absolutely any sense. Schwartz comes to the bar and he and Ariana have a conversation where Schwartz again is so focused on the bar and everything he's going through and 
And Ariana's like, he, as in Sandoval, he's the one who ruined your family at the bar. Like, he fucked this up. Like, he thought he could do this and not have any repercussions. And again, like, she, she's just so right and so articulate in the way. And she, and I feel the same way watching her interviews. She's so articulate and emotionally intelligent and and even though she's hurt and betrayed she is able to articulate herself in such a like even being so angry and dealing with all of this shit the way she is still able to be so like articulate and composed and logical and rational and be like this wasn't my fault like he thought like it amazes me like genuinely i was a fan of ariana before like having watched everything but the way she handles herself in the midst of all of this just makes me love her so much more it really does like she did such a phenomenal job and I wish she didn't have to be in this situation but I think the way she carried herself and stood up for herself and has communicated about all of this has been so wonderful and I love her I am a stan. I would literally die to meet her. I would literally die. Anyways, the episode ends with a conversation between Sheena and Tom Sandoval that upset me so much that I didn't even take notes because I don't need to take notes. I already know what I want to say. So Sheena was popping off this entire time. He again used all his stupid excuses, but the one that really got me very angry was... Sheena's again she it's the voice of reason she's like he didn't break he's like I tried to break up with her so many times like I really and she's like but you didn't break up with her like you you didn't you fucked her best friend instead you did like Sheena pops off and then Tom Sandoval this is the part that got me really angry he's like I tried she threatened to kill herself and Sheena says that's not an excuse. Like what you, if, if that was true, you bring in her family, you bring in all of us and you make sure she's safe and like in a place to be supported. And this really, really pissed me off because I feel like he brought up her suicidal ideation as a way to be like, she was so manipulative. Um, he didn't say this, but I feel like the undertone of the way he said it was like, I couldn't break up with her. She threatened to kill herself. What was I to do? And are there people in the world who threatened to kill themselves as like a manipulation tactic to get people to stay in relationships? Yes, that is a thing that happens. Do I believe that that is what happened with Ariana? No, I do not. I really, truly do not. I think probably what happened is he would be speaking in hypotheticals of like, what if we broke up someday? And she's like, honestly, and again, I'm not in the inner workings of their relationship, but I feel like she was probably like, I'm going through so much right now. If one bad, more bad thing was going to happen. Like I, like, I think she was just probably vulnerable and honest and open with the fact that she was very mentally unwell, which not that you need a valid reason to be depressed like that, that you, you don't. But I think for anybody who has a history of depression and anxiety and suicidal ideation to uh, then be going through such a like traumatic time of losing your dog and then losing your grandmother. And at the same time, your life partner is being weird and you think, oh, it's just a midlife crisis, but he's not really there that often. And like she was going through so much shit. So much shit that would have anybody who has never experienced depression be depressed. 
and that having already experienced depression, like I, I just, the way people talk about suicidal ideation, really, it's a big trigger for me as somebody who experiences suicidal ideation and has attempted suicide. And I really do not feel comfortable. And like the way he brought it up really angered me. And Sheena was right. She's like, no, no. What you do is you say, I'm not happy. You make sure she has a support system and you leave. Because what you don't do, if somebody confides in you that they are struggling with suicidal ideation or depression or they're going through a lot, what you don't do is then cheat on them for seven months with their best friend. How is you breaking up with her? Like, that doesn't make absolutely any sense. And again, there are people who threaten things and maybe they don't mean it and it's like a manipulation tactic. I'm not saying that doesn't happen in life. But I just feel like in this instance, with all of the evidence, I don't believe that that's what happened. I don't. I believe that she was going through a lot. She was open and vulnerable about it. And he was too much of a coward to say, I'm not happy in this relationship. I need to walk away and set actual distance and actual boundaries and actually leave the relationship. And so he fucked her best friend instead. Like, that is what I think happened. I think he was too much of a coward and a piece of shit to be there for his girlfriend who was struggling. Um, Or to be the bad guy, quote unquote, that breaks up with somebody when... They're going through all this shit. So instead he like, it, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And I don't think you should weaponize somebody's suicidal ideation against them in the first place. Um, and I think it's another deflection tactic of his to put the blame anywhere besides where it belongs squarely on his shoulders and Raquel's shoulders. Um, He wants to name every excuse in the book for why he made the conscious decision for seven months to lie to his girlfriend of nine years who stood by him and defended him. Like, I just, at at some point, it's a choice. Like, at some point, it's a choice. And people make mistakes, but... there goes from a moment where something is not like a mistake or a moment of weakness. It's like a conscious ongoing decision that you've been making for seven months with no care or thought or consideration for the other person in that equation. And that's just, that's what it is. That's what it is. Human beings are flawed and we hurt people sometimes. And we are selfish sometimes. But there's a huge difference between a moment of weakness or a moment of being selfish and an ongoing seventh month affair with your girlfriend's best friend. To, to have, not only did you cheat on your girlfriend, you cheated on your girlfriend with her best friend. Not only did you cheat on your girlfriend with her best friend, you had a seventh month affair with your girlfriend's best friend. Not only did you do that, you hid it from her. You actively went out of your way to deceive her and hide things from her and and that. You did all of this while she was going through grief and admittedly, according to you, a deep depression that maybe she was dealing with suicidal ideation. You did all of that when she was going through this. And then, 
The news breaks. You have publicly humiliated her after having wronged her for seven months to this capacity. And you have the fucking audacity and the nerve to deflect, to put the blame on anybody else's shoulders, to say you tried to break up with her. You weren't happy. Any fucking excuse in the book, instead of taking a look in the mirror and admitting that you fucked up so severely and so horrendously that there is nothing you should say except I, that was the worst thing I could have ever done. I handled this entire, like anything. Like that is what it comes down to for me. This is so layered. You didn't just cheat on her. Like you had a seventh month affair. You not only did you have a seventh month affair, it was with her best friend and she was dealing with all of this shit. And then you do all of that and you can't even be a decent enough person to just fall on your sword, eat shit, try to redeem yourself. It has to be everybody else's responsibility and problem and fault. I, I just, I can't comprehend being with somebody for nine years and like, it just doesn't make any sense. And even now to this day, like in real time when he's on his tour, he's changing lyrics to be like, Raquel is not the girl for me. It's like, he's living for this. And again, him and Raquel don't seem to understand the gravity of the pain they've caused. It's just, it genuinely makes me so angry. So angry. I can't even put into words how angry it makes me. And I completely went off on my notes. Anyways, I just, I don't think he should have brought up the fact that she was dealing with suicidal ideation. Who knows how much she wanted that public. I mean, I know she's talked about it in the past. But like, he shouldn't have brought that up to be like, I was being a good person by not breaking up with her because she was so mentally unwell. Like, no, a good person doesn't then, that, that's not being a good person. Like, I, I don't understand. Everything he brought up as an excuse made him look worse. Like, what planet does this man live on, genuinely? Like, Mars? Anyways, something I do want to say is um, during Watch What Happens Live, they, they talked about Miami Girl, which was like right when Ariana and Tom were dating, Kristen was like, he cheated on you. He cheated on you. It was this big thing. They flew in this girl from Miami. And we found out on Watch What Happens Live, which apparently they do talk about at the reunion as well, that the truth about Miami Girl, because Tom told Sheena in that conversation, I forgot this part because I didn't take notes, <laughs> their conversation, but Sheena's like, have you cheated on her before? And he admits that Ariana knew everything about Miami girl and we find out and, and that he cheated on her one other time but he he didn't go into much detail and Ariana said she thinks she knows who it is but it's nobody from the show and it's nobody Andy Cohen has met so who knows I guess it wasn't Billy Lee because but anyways about Miami girl we find out she's like because somebody like one of the callers calling one of the fans who calls in was like what was the truth about Miami girl? Like what happened with Miami girl? And basically Tom and Miami girl did sleep together. It was when Ariana and him were first seeing each other, but they weren't exclusive yet. And she didn't want people to think that he was like a piece of shit. So he defended her and he stood by, she stood, she defended him and she stood by him. And that like, again, she, and she wrote, I know I forgot to mention this, but when, Ariana and um, Kristen were like burning things. She like wrote something down that she wanted and then wrote down something that doesn't serve her anymore. And the thing she wrote down that doesn't serve her anymore that she then burned was unrequited loyalty. 
And, and I think that's what it comes down to is she was loyal to a man who didn't give who, who wasn't loyal to her in any capacity. And she was loyal to a friend who seemingly doesn't seem to give one single shit about her feelings at all. That's what it comes down to. Anyways, I'm team Ariana. I'm very excited for the reunion. I don't know if I'm going to be talking about it. I probably will. I don't really know. I work next Wednesday, which I don't typically work next Wednesday. I don't typically work Wednesdays, but I'm working Wednesday and Thursday. Um, so I could have the weekend off because I'm going to the Eras tour. Um, that's another thing. No, no, no new episode next week because I'm, there might be, but very unlikely because I work Wednesday and Thursday, which I don't normally. And that's when I like do the, all the prep and record and edit for this podcast. Um, so I won't have that time next week and the reunion is going to be annoying that I'm watching it right after work instead of like, it'll be annoying. But anyways, yeah, I, I won't have time my normal days off. And then the days off I do have, I'm going to New York and then coming back. So I, I just, I won't have time there. If I record an episode, it'll be like the weekend and then it'll be out early next week. And then there'll be an, you know, like episode 30 won't be out next week. If it's out, it'll be out like early the following week. And then I'll still have my regular Friday episode. But yeah, I don't anticipate there being an episode next week. Anyways, the last thing I want to touch on, that those were my thoughts on Vanderpump Rules. The last thing I want to touch on really quickly is my thoughts about Yellow Jacket Season 2, Episode 7. Um, because I have something I desperately need to say. Just this one thing, and then I'll actually wrap up. Is when we find out from... Van is like, Lottie, I'm, I'm glad you're back from Switzerland. And Lottie's like, that was like a decade ago. And you're like, that made me so unbelievably, like, I, it makes me feel feral because you're telling me that you're telling me that Lottie Matthews has been back from like, she was institutionalized for like a decade because they got back and she was like, what, 18, 19. And she got out when she was like, I don't know. They, they've been back for 25 years and that was a decade, which means she was like, what, hospitalized for 10 years? So she was institutionalized for like a decade and then she gets out and nobody seems to give a shit about her. Like it makes me feel so feral that they all did like really bad shit in the wilderness and like they also have their issues. Ty's still sleepwalking. She killed her fucking dog. Shauna is like murdering bunnies. Misty is like a serial killer. They all have their issues. <laughs> but the only one that they like wrote off was Lottie. Why? Because she has schizophrenia. I literally, it makes me feel so feral. Um, also finding out that, that um, Van is, um, that Van is sick. I don't believe she's going to die. Maybe I'm in like denial, but I don't think she's going to die. I think they're going to kill somebody and the wilderness will repay them and Van's going to live. I don't think they're going to kill Van off. Maybe they will. Honestly, Van has like, she's almost died so many times. Do I really think cancer is going to kill her? No, it probably will, but I don't think so. Anyways, that's all I really have to say about Yellow Jackets season two, episode seven, but I just, I really need to get that off my chest, but I don't really know what next week's, well, anyways, as I said, there will probably not be an episode next week because I'm going to the Eras tour. Matt Life, night two. Find me. I'm kidding. Don't find me. Um, 
I two people listen to this. Anyways, really excited. Um, Taylor Swift, if you listen to the Emmy Awards, um, please play Holy Ground. Thanks. Play at night two. Don't play at night one. Thanks. Anyways, that's all I have to say. Please make sure to follow me wherever you listen to podcasts, rate and review. Um, chapters are available in the episode details. If you go to the episode details, all of that. Um, what else do I have to say? I don't really know. Follow me on social media. Any feedback, comments, concerns. I do check my messages. Um, unless you are going to tell me I say the word like too much in case. Because if in that case, if, you don't need to. I already know. Multiple people have commented on YouTube videos of this podcast, which I don't do videos anymore because I have a full-time job. So it's audio only. But People have commented that I say the word like too much. So I have already received that criticism. If you have something else you need to say, my DMs are open. Um, have a great week. I You will hear from me soon. I don't know exactly when. If it's not early, if it's not early the week after next, then it'll be that Friday. Um, if you don't hear from me, if you don't hear from me like early the week of like the 29th, then you'll definitely at least there'll be an episode that Friday, June 2nd. Um, but I'm going to try to get episode 30 out, like maybe record it when I get back from New York on Sunday and like maybe do it then because I, I don't get in too late. And then I have the rest of the day off because I, I took time off for the Eros tour and traveling and everything. So maybe if I'm not like too exhausted from like the travel and the concert, I'll record an episode that Sunday and get it out Monday, um, the 29th. If not, there'll be an episode out the first or second of June. So thank you so much for listening. Um, yeah, have a great few, however long until you hear from me next. Bye guys. Thank you.